1: You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you.
2: At Amica Insurance,
3: we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica will help protect it all and the more you cover the more you can save amica empathy is our best policy
4: tonight the moment we've been waiting for for months the coronavirus vaccine is here giving hope just as america hits a devastating milestone Healthcare heroes across the country were the first to get the Pfizer vaccine, starting with a critical care nurse in Queens.
5: I hope this marks the beginning to the end of a very painful time in our history.
4: When Dr. Anthony Fauci says we may get back to normal. 300,000 deaths in the U.S. The desperate battle to save patients as COVID wards fill up. Plus, is New York City about to go back into a full shutdown? Breaking news. Attorney General Bill Barr resigns what President Trump is saying about his ally tonight. Joe Biden wins the Electoral College as expected. The 538 electors voting on their state's behalf for all the world to see. American democracy at work. 16 votes for Joseph R. Biden. And why the president-elect plans to address the nation. Also tonight, after a commentator says the future first lady shouldn't be called Dr. Jill Biden, the message tonight from Michelle Obama. The federal government hacked so large, it's unclear just how many secrets were stolen. The months long effort to infiltrate the U.S. and why all signs point to Russia. Millions brace for a giant winter storm with up to two feet of snow. The timeline tonight for when and where it will all hit. And as the world celebrates the long-awaited coronavirus vaccine, a look tonight at how far all of us have come together.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital.
4: Good evening and thank you for joining us. Ten months ago, it was a medical moonshot. Tonight, it's America's best shot. After a day of inoculations and celebrations tonight at hospitals across the country, frontline doctors and nurses are lining up to receive doses of the first vaccine approved to stop the spread of the coronavirus. The last stop in a carefully choreographed logistics operation rivaling a modern-day Normandy invasion. But today's historic moment comes at yet another horrific moment milestone in the pandemic. As we come on the air tonight, more than 300,000 Americans have now been killed by the virus. Each a person with a name and a story And loved ones left behind. And with about 200,000 people now being infected in the U.S. every single day and ICU beds already filled at hospitals nationwide, experts warn many more people will die before they ever get their shot to take the vaccine next year. Now, those dire warnings are pushing cities and states to consider drastic new rules, including in New York City, where the mayor says they are on the verge of a full shutdown. And if all of that weren't historic enough, there's more breaking news tonight. Attorney General Bill Barr has just resigned. And the Electoral College has made November's results official, electing Joe Biden, the 46th president of the United States. So we have a lot of new reporting tonight for you and your family. Our team is covering it all. CBS's Mola Lenghi is going to lead off our coverage tonight from New York City. Good evening, Mola.
3: Well, good evening, Nora. NYU Langone Health here is among the first 145 hospitals nationwide to get that initial dose of vaccine today. And they have wasted no time vaccinating their frontline health care workers who say they're eager to get this shot. As you can see here behind me today, one doctor telling me that they've spent this entire pandemic helping people running towards those suffering. And now they're leading the way again, running towards the vaccine, they say, in the hopes of showing people that it's safe. At NYU's Langone Health Hospital, it was a shot of relief.
6: I woke up today. I was, I was thrilled.
3: Nationwide, frontline workers lined up to get their first dose. Critical care nurse Sandra Lindsay at Long Island Jewish Medical Center got hers just after 9 a.m., making her the first in the country to receive the authorized vaccine.
5: I hope this marks the beginning to the end of the very painful time in our
3: history. Across the nation, the first 500,000 doses were delivered and carted into sub-zero freezers from Madison, Wisconsin.
1: It's, It's important because so
5: many people have died.
3: Into the arms of frontline workers at Ochsner Medical Center in Louisiana and Hartford, Connecticut. Some at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center were overcome with emotion.
1: I think it was just knowing that, um,
6: Finally, something has happened good in this year, and I'm going to be the first person to be the recipient
7: of it.
3: 2.9 million Pfizer doses will roll out this week, with an additional 2.9 million next week and 20 million by the end of the year. It'll take at least five weeks for the first phase of vaccinations to be completed.
8: We have enough vaccines already purchased to ensure we can meet our goal of vaccinating every American who wants it by the end of the second quarter of 2021.
3: Three million residents in nursing homes were also supposed to start getting their shots. Nearly 40 percent of COVID deaths have occurred in those facilities. But CBS News has learned that the Trump administration delayed the vaccine to most nursing homes working with the government's pharmacy partners, like CVS, to December 21st due to patient consent issues. But consent was no issue for these doctors and nurses eager to get vaccinated. For NYU Langone Health's Dr. Tina Wu, Today's vaccine is more than just a shot. It's a prescription to get back to normal.
8: I haven't hugged my mom in a year, and I think that is one thing that I'm so looking forward to.
3: Mola Langi, CBS News, New York.
7: And that's the first Kentucky vaccination. I'm Chris Van Cleve in Louisville, Kentucky. The coronavirus vaccine going into the arm of nurse LaShawn Scott marks the end of a journey that started 24 hours earlier.
1: I know we still have a long road ahead of us, but I can see that light at the end of the tunnel now.
7: The box of 975 doses of vaccine for the University of Louisville Hospital was among the first 150 to be packed and filled with 50 pounds of dry ice to keep the vials at negative 94 degrees, then loaded on a semi, and an hour later, on board UPS Flight 3477 to Louisville. Every package is a person we always say. In this instance, it's a life-saving vaccine that can make a difference in someone's life. Those life-saving packages pass through UPS's Worldport sorting facility and were loaded onto overnight flights.
8: We're launching a very
7: complex nationwide distribution program. There are going to be hitches and hiccups as we go. The boxes are equipped with GPS and temperature tracking. The entire process is being monitored in real time from UPS's COVID command center. As soon as that box arrives in this facility or any of our facilities around the country, we can find it within 10 feet. In Dallas, delivery was personal for driver Paul Peroni. Just three weeks ago, he lost a relative to COVID. It impacts all of us.
3: And so let's, uh, let's, let's let the healing begin.
7: UPS and FedEx tell us they made their first day of vaccine deliveries on or ahead of schedule and are already filling up airplanes like this one with tomorrow's vaccine deliveries. But one of the challenges will be managing expectations. Walgreens canceled a planned vaccination event in Michigan today because their batch of vaccine hadn't
4: shipped yet. Nora. All right, Chris Van Cleave, thank you. The U.S. has set records for COVID hospitalizations eight days in a row. And across the country, the number of patients needing intensive care is up nearly 80 percent from a month ago. We get more now from CBS's Jonathan Bigliotti.
2: Tonight, the pandemic shattering records and taking lives. In Los Angeles County alone, new COVID cases are up 370 percent in just one month.
4: With the increasing numbers even several weeks ago that it was only a matter of time.
2: Cases have catapulted around California, more than 30,000 per day. In the state's Central Valley, there are no ICU beds left. A little bit of bruising. Infectious disease doctor Dana Hawkinson at the University of Kansas Health System is not only juggling an onslaught of new patients, but fewer staffers. Today alone, about 270 employees called out sick, either infected or in quarantine, as other states are calling to transfer another 1,200 patients to his team. And this is because rural areas, which can be hit hard and have lower resources, just don't have the room or capacity. New Jersey's governor warns the next few weeks are going to be hell. The state now has the highest COVID death rate in the nation. And a dire warning from New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. He says a full shutdown may be imminent as cases there continue to spike. What is increasingly clear is that all forms of restrictions have to be on the table at this point. Dr. Anthony Fauci says life may not be fully normal again until late next year. The vaccine right now is not a substitute for the normal standard public health measures of wearing a mask, keeping your distance. 86-year-old David Childress among those who recently lost their battle with COVID. The retired firefighter and father of five was able to spend his final moments in the hospital with his wife of 66 years, Judy.
5: So many families don't get to do that. I was blessed. I was just so blessed.
2: And as the heartbreak continues, hospitals are dealing with the surge. Here at St. John's in Santa Monica, they've actually built tents for COVID patients in their own parking lot. Tonight, across America, millions of Americans living near hospitals that are running out of space.
4: Nora? In the parking lot, Jonathan Bigliotti. Thank you. Tonight, President-elect Joe Biden is set to address the nation after he was officially elected by the Electoral College. What is usually a formality took on extra importance this year. And tonight, we're hearing from Republican lawmakers who, for the first time, are recognizing the next administration. CBS's Nicole Killian joins us now from Wilmington, Delaware. Good evening, Nicole.
1: Good evening to you, Nora. And now that the president-elect has secured enough electoral votes, he will address the American people tonight. And CBS News has learned he will say neither the pandemic nor an abuse of power could change the people's will. Eyes 55, nose zero. President-elect Joe Biden officially sealed his win as the state of California pushed him over the top fulfilling their constitutional duty. Electors certified the results in state capitals. I have nine votes cast for Donald J. Trump. School gymnasiums. The electors have concluded their business. And on Zoom. Please hold up only your ballot. Presidents and politicians past and present among those casting ballots. I am pleased to announce that Joseph R. Biden has received 16 votes for president of the United States. In Michigan, legislative offices were closed based on credible threats of violence, and state police had to block a group of pro-Trump supporters from entering the Capitol. Wisconsin Supreme Court rejected another legal challenge from the Trump campaign one hour before the state's electors convened. I worry about the country having an illegitimate president. That's what I worry about. And President Trump refused to back down, unveiling new campaign ads with fraudulent claims.
3: Some states rushed out mail-in ballots, arrested for fraud dead people voted ballots miraculously appeared Biden ballots
1: added in the middle of the night while his advisors drew a new line in the sand
7: the only date in the constitution is january 20th so we have more than enough time to right the wrong of this fraudulent election result but
1: even some republicans are calling on the president to accept defeat
7: once the electoral college
1: settles the issue today that. It's time for everybody to move on. Meanwhile, Dr. Jill Biden is getting support from Michelle Obama after a former Northwestern professor writing in the Wall Street Journal urged the future first lady to drop her title, saying it sounds and feels fraudulent. The former first lady said of Dr. Biden, who has a doctorate in education, all too often our accomplishments are met with skepticism, even derision. Tomorrow, President-elect Biden heads to Georgia to rally Democrats in two critical special elections that will decide control of the Senate. Early voting started there today. Nora.
4: Nicole Killian, thank you. And CBS News will carry President-elect Joe Biden's address live. He is expected to speak around 7.30 Eastern time. There's more breaking news tonight from Washington. Attorney General William Barr is stepping down. President Trump announced the move after days of attacking Barr for his refusal to back false claims of election fraud. CBS's Ouija Zhang joins us now from the White House. Good evening, Ouija.
5: Good evening, Nora. President Trump made the announcement in a tweet just minutes after the Electoral College sealed the win for President-elect Joe Biden. Tonight, the White House insists the president did not ask for Barr's resignation and that he was not forced out. Speculation over Barr's departure started building earlier this month after he said in an interview that the Justice Department has not uncovered any evidence of widespread fraud that could change the outcome of the election. A direct contradiction of Mr. Trump's claims. After that, CBS News learned that the president told Barr he was unhappy about the remarks and refused to publicly say he still had confidence in the AG. Still, Barr's resignation letter is packed with high praise of the president and what he describes as unprecedented achievements. When he leaves on the 23rd, Barr's deputy will become the acting attorney general.
4: Nora. Another leader leaving early. All right, Weijia Zheng, thank you. And tonight, security experts are scrambling to assess the damage after hackers breached sensitive government and corporate computer systems the intrusion went undetected for months. We get more from CBS's Catherine Herridge.
6: CBS News has learned the breach is so large, investigators aren't sure yet how many government agencies may have been compromised. Preliminary evidence points to Vladimir Putin's government as being behind the attack. Does this hack have the signature of Russian intelligence?
0: This definitely looks like the Russians. It was skillful. It was targeted.
3: It was advanced.
6: The cyber espionage campaign breached secure networks at the Treasury and Commerce Departments and possibly Homeland Security as part of a months-long effort to infiltrate U.S. agencies and private businesses. The hackers exploited SolarWinds, a software program used to monitor computer networks, potentially affecting 18,000 companies and government agencies. This March, hackers latched on to a security update to burrow in. Chris Kramps fired last month as the head of the government's cybersecurity agency called it a pretty large-scale hack. What makes this cyber attack stand out is the breadth and the depth,
1: depth of the attack which means that they could get into their email, they could see uh, the type
6: of data that those individuals had access to. The hackers are said to be the Russian-affiliated group known as Cozy Bear, which stands accused of breaching Democratic Party computer data in attacks tied to the 2016 election, and more recently, trying to steal COVID-19 vaccine research. What does the U.S. government need to do to deter Russia?
0: We're going to need to push back a lot harder, and that probably means some kind of cyber warfare.
6: Tonight, government officials tell CBS News the Defense Department is evaluating the impact on its networks and Cyber Command
4: could soon issue an order to limit possible damage from the hack, Nora. Katherine Harridge, thank you. Winter doesn't officially arrive until next week, but nearly 50 million Americans are under winter storm watches tonight from southern Virginia to Boston. Let's get the forecast now from CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Hey there, Lonnie.
8: Hey, Nora. Well, the storm that you're referring to isn't really anywhere close to New York City right now, but Wednesday, it's going to be, it'll be here. Right now, if you look at the maps, it's out around Colorado, and it's not much of a storm at all. It's going to get its act together. Take a look at how the computer models show it sort of, you know, moving through Nebraska and Oklahoma tomorrow with some snow. Still not a big story until it taps into the Atlantic coast, and then it starts pulling in all that moisture, and it really blows up. But how close that low pressure system, the storm itself, is to shore? Means the smaller the numbers will be along the I 95 corridor. The numbers that I see playing true are going to put big numbers down for, you know, Pennsylvania along the I 81 corridor, no matter what. I'm talking 16 to 24 inches, maybe over two feet of snow in some spots. From Philadelphia to New York to Providence, about five to 10 inches, but right outside the city, I'm talking 15, 20 miles outside the suburbs, see a foot or more, maybe up to 16 inches of snow. And last year in New York City, we had nothing. Could be, uh, two, maybe three times that in tomorrow's storm. And for you and D.C., Nora, maybe one to three, a little bit more rain for you.
4: Everybody looking for the snow. Lonnie Quinn, thank you. We wanna reflect on what we've witnessed in the last 72 hours. In unprecedented speed, science won. After grueling months of research and hard work, American innovation won. But this is not the end, it's just the beginning. It's the beginning of a new phase of American life. It's the beginning of the most ambitious vaccination program in history. It's the beginning of the end of this pandemic. But we can't let our guard down now. In less than a year, we've lost 300,000 Americans, mothers, fathers, sons, daughters, neighbors, and friends. So as we see our nurses, our doctors get a vaccine that will make them a little less scared to go into work each day, and our older loved ones, lonely, getting one step closer to seeing the family they hold dear, let's remember a saying popular at the beginning of the pandemic, we are all in this together. Because there truly is more that unites us than divides us. We all want to get back our normal lives. We all want our children back in the classroom. We all want to socialize with our friends and give hugs to our families. We all want this pandemic to end. The scientists have done their part. Now let's do ours. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, the nine year old girl struggling to make sense of the pandemic by watching the news. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.
9: Hi, it's Stephen Colbert.
0: If you enjoy tuning into the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.